Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. All right, and welcome. All right, to Rap and Mimosas. Now, for those who have never watched my show before, I bring on different creators of all walks of life, from poets to therapists to basketball players to other social media people, okay? You name it, I bring them on, and we literally talk it up. We rap about different topics, and then we literally rap, okay, about the topics, okay? I promise you, it's no pressure. I'm not a rapper. I'm not looking for a record deal. But the whole concept comes from the fact that whenever, okay, whenever I um, get with a group of friends and I get really, really excited and happy, I always end up rapping or singing or doing some type of improvisation. Okay, so that's literally where the whole concept comes from. Stefan, welcome to Rap and Mimosas. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you for having now, me. All right. So first of all, Stefan, for people who um, might be joining, okay, I know that we have some people, of course, a bunch of people on here who know you. All right. And then, of course, we have some people on there on here who are familiar with Rapid Mimosas. But for those who might be joining, who might not know who you are, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I'm Stefan Speaks, uh, real name Stefan Labossier. I'm a life and relationship coach, been doing this for about like 12 years now author of 10 books and i'm all about helping people with relationships and life and just healing overall okay very good okay and for those who don't know me and stefan met a couple months ago we had just a really cool time um and we've just become cool since then so i just really i'm excited that you're here all right and i'm excited to um really talk to you on this platform, but of course, just continue to get to know you better. All right. Now, I know you said that you're a love and relationship coach. Okay. So I wanted to know, how did you get into this? Okay. In the first place and, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, so long story short, it is what God led me to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my degree was in IT, management information systems. So I never in a million years thought I'd be even doing this type of stuff. I used to do real estate investment. I used to do a lot of different things. Um, but going through a spiritual journey, kind of, it led to me writing my first book. And then it was just, I right, just constantly praying and asking God, okay, what, what am I supposed to do next? And that led to me then creating a blog and then uh, getting certified as a coach. And it just kept going from there. And then here I am now uh, on this big platform. So it really just, again, is all God god let because i'm very introverted and so for me all these things are not part of my regular nature so to speak you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying I'm a dude who just stays to himself if you see me at a party i'm usually just chilling in the corner somewhere like that's just how my nature is but you know when god calls you to do certain things you just gotta you gotta make it happen absolutely absolutely agree with that okay now we know right that you are um, a relationship coach right but we also know that during this time period, um, in the past couple of years, there have been other relationship coaches, right, that have come about, right? What do you think makes you different, possibly, from these other relationship coaches that are out there? Um, now, to be fair, I don't, I don't ever really be checking other people out. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I, I'm a firm believer in just staying in my lane and just focusing on the work I got to do. But from what I've heard from other people is I, I probably put more of an emphasis on God than others, number one. Mm -hmm. I think the God aspect separates me from a lot of other individuals. And then I think also I tend to go a lot more in depth with topics. I think there's a lot of advice that's very surface driven. Um, and, and some of it is very tips and tricks. But I'm all about dissecting the whole dynamic and, and really helping people understand it on a deeper level. Because to me, if you don't understand it, you won't really connect with it. It kind of goes in one ear, out the other. But if I can help you break it down, give you examples, things like that, then you might see it in a way that you never saw it before. So I think those two things is kind of what 
makes me different based on what I've heard from other individuals when they talk about other uh, relationship coaches and things like that. I would agree, um, uh, especially because I do note that you do put God a lot more in what you say, right, than some of the other individuals who are out there. Now, let's, let's clear the record, okay? Are you single or no? <laughs> I'm single, yeah. Okay, so may I ask, why do you think that you are still single? Oh, well, I, I, I know that I'm still single because it's about God's timing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people have this misunderstanding that if you are knowledgeable of relationships, you're supposed to automatically be in one. And it's like, mm -hmm. but no, because the goal isn't to be in a relationship. The goal is to be in the right relationship. And being in the right relationship and being with the person that God knows is best for you, that might take a lot more time than you want it to take. That There may be a greater process that has to be done. And, and just one quick example, like for me, I know at one time the issue was I needed to create better work-life balance. And mm -hmm. I pursued a relationship at a time that I thought I was ready rather than trusting God's timing, I would have essentially gotten some, with someone to be at my convenience, but not truly be able to pour into them the way that they need. And I think a lot of times when we want to be in a relationship, we're thinking about us, but we have to consider, okay, are we able to give them what they need fully mm -hmm. to be successful? And so to me, you know, there's been plenty of times in the past where I thought I was ready. When I look back now, I'm like, man, thank God, God didn't let it happen at that time because there was more for me to learn and evolve. And I do think my situation is a little bit different because of the position that I'm in. Like, I, I have to set the example for others. I can't just, when I get into it, it has to be an example of healthy, successful mm -hmm. relationship. You know what I'm saying? I can't be playing no games. And so that means that person has to align with me in a way that, you know, some people may not have to worry about things I have to be concerned with. So that, that other layer to it, you know what I'm saying? But ultimately it's just trusting God's timing and, and trusting God's process. Absolutely. So being that you're single, right? Where do you like, as far as your knowledge of relationships, where do you feel like you get some of the, the knowledge from but your prior relationships, of course, will be one, right? But where else do you think some of your dope content comes from? So, uh, so I feel what's hitting my spirit right now that I got that I got to say as an answer to this is I really feel like a huge part of my knowledge came from being abstinent. So okay. there, was, there was a run where I was like abstinent for five years. All right. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't like to be abstinent and to not be pursuing relationships, sex, whatever. We don't realize how much the desire for intimacy can blind us. All right. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't allow us to see things fully. So as a man, pulling back completely in that way intentionally not just you in a drought because you know we all been in the drought sometimes but to intentionally do it now i'm more in tune with what i can see clearer i mm -hmm. I, I can see when this woman reacts this way i can be more in tune with why this is happening and now because i'm more in tune with it and i'm paying attention to it i can discuss it and by discussing it i can discover more information so a lot of it is, of course, is God and being more spiritually in tune. But I think removing the distractions allows us to see things deeper. And so by mm -hmm. me going through a time where I was abstinent, and I wasn't just abstinent, man. Like, because I ain't going front. I, I'm, a, I'm, a sex, I'm a sex, sexual dude. I got a lot of sexual energy. That's just is what it is, right? So for me, it wasn't just don't have sex. Like, I had to just remove myself from the environments completely because you know, I grew up in Miami. I used to party. I'm Caribbean. We used to party all the time. Um, I used to throw parties, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I knew if I kept putting myself in those environments, I'm going to get myself into trouble. So by removing myself from all of that, all those distractions, it, it really opened me up to a greater level of understanding of people not just relationships because relationships is about understanding men and women and it mm -hmm. let me see things more clearly in that regard okay absolutely beautiful and you know it takes so much discipline everything you're talking about right now is just like also such a 
a major factor of like cultivating that spiritual discipline, but also like that physical and mental discipline within yourself as well. So that's really, really dope to hear. Okay. Now I'm asking a question. I know the ladies want to know just based off of seeing the comments. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know what I'm about to ask, right? I what? don't know, but I'm getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when it comes to, you know, a woman who might feel as though like, okay, what type of woman does Stefan want? We, I can already figure that you would want a God-fearing woman, right? Um, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. But what type of woman, right, do you feel you're looking for? Or are you even in the spirit now of pursuing a relationship yet? Well, I'm, I'm always open. So let, let that be known. I'm always open. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know when God's going to slap you over the head with your next blessing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm open to it. But as far as like what I look for in a woman, to me, one, I feel the need to say this because I've, I've heard from a lot of different women that I may come off intimidating at times. Right? <laughs> and so, I, yeah. So I, I think it's important. I want people to understand, like, yo, I'm, 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 just a, cool, I'm a regular person. I'm a regular person. I, you know, I stay humble. That's the way I, I, I promised God when I went on this journey, I would always remain humble. Um, but as far as what I'm looking for, it's about, to me, one, it's about connection first and foremost. Like, at the, at the foundation of it, she can have X, Y, Z, but if the connection is not there, then it ain't going to happen. And, of course, God has to co-sign it. So I got to be able to pray, and God says, yo, this is it. If those two mm -hmm. things aren't there, it doesn't matter. But outside of connection and talking to God, it's about feminine energy. I'm big on feminine energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So a woman who's in tune with that, comfortable with that, knows how to walk in it. Um, po positivity. You know, I, you got to re realize I'm a relationship coach. I deal with people's struggles and, and issues and, and feelings and a lot of negative energy. So I don't need a partner who's going to bring me more negative energy. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we're going to all have negative moments, but a woman mm -hmm. who knows how to be positive, you know what I'm saying? That's a big thing. I'm also about our presentation. You know, I'm big on eating healthy, keeping myself up, working out, things of that nature. She doesn't have to be the same as me, but I want her to embrace healthy living. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm -hmm. want and me like, damn, why you got to eat like that? Or why you, why you got to do this? And do, nah, like, be on the same page. We got to be on the same page. And, of course, spiritually being on the same page as well. To me, those are the main things. But I will say, I, I feel the need to also mention, I like a woman who likes to look good. Absolutely. And I say that because I've had conversations with, with my homeboys recently. I, I'll say one in particular was like, yo, just, just find a girl, even if she's, you know looks decent just work with her and i'm like yo you don't understand every woman doesn't care to present herself a certain way every woman doesn't care to put in the effort for that you know what i'm saying some women mm -hmm. like looking good like getting dressed like getting their hair done nails done things like that some mm -hmm. women want to just be laid back and chill they don't want to deal with all that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and there are dudes who like to lay back and chill don't you don't need to dress up and there's some dudes who like you to look good like i'm the dude Who's gonna encourage you to look damn good when we walk outside? I don't. I'm not gonna tell you to dumb yourself down because I don't want people looking at you. Hell, let them look. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that. So I want you to be shining bright all the time. So, but you gotta want that for yourself. That's gonna be in you. Mm -hmm. If it's not, that's cool. But we won't. I don't think we're for each other if you're not embracing that. Okay, and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. I mean, you you keep yourself up. And it's fair that you are one woman who is in, in alignment with a lot of the things that you do for yourself. That's absolutely fair. Okay. Now, one of the things as I was like preparing for our segment today is it within this sphere that I'm going to call it a sphere that we're in, right? Where we've had in the past, I want to say decade or maybe even the past five or six or seven years, We've had so many men in particular coming out into the relationship coaching world, right? You know, going back to my first interaction with it was um, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man with Steve Harvey when he wrote his book, right? Now, a lot of people give men in this industry in particular a lot of flack, 
Okay. I've heard things every every everything from, you know, men are simping when they're giving out this uh advice to women. I've heard things from and I'm quite sure you've heard it too, you know, yeah. from the fact of um, you know, from a woman's perspective, a man is trying to tell women what to do or what to be. Why not focus on men and tell them what to do and what to be? Okay, right? What do you think, first of all, is the biggest, I guess, misconception um, of maybe you or even the industry that you're in? So it, it, one of the biggest misconceptions of, I'll start with me, is I think... And it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. I think sometimes people view me as ultra conservative because they see me as being very spiritual. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I, again, I, you know, I grew up in Miami and my life was not always like this. <laughs> so, so I have, I have various sides of me, you know what I'm saying? Or I got two sides of me and, and it's all me. What you see online is me, but there's more to me than what you see online. You feel me? Yeah. And so yeah. I think, that, that misconception of being like I think some people may see me out sometimes at a club or something and be shocked and it's like yo but this is you know I, I like music I like dancing I like stuff like that you know so don't don't be shocked I can love God and still enjoy myself at a party you know what I'm saying that's the way I see it um, so I think that's the biggest misconception and then with the with the industry the one that comes to mind I think is just the fact that they swear everybody's trying to just ride the wave of giving women advice and, mm -hmm. and take advantage and it's like yo every every field has bad apples there are bad teachers there are bad doctors there are bad cops whatever so there's going to be bad coaches there's going to be bad therapists but don't project that onto everybody you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and to me, this is why i tell people like yo if if before you lump me into any group if you are spiritual Pray and ask God about me. Pray and ask God if I'm genuine or not. If God tells you that I'm on some phony stuff and I'm here to just run game and take, okay, then cool. Listen to God and reject everything I say. But if God tells you that I'm a genuine person here doing the work that he's telling me to do, then embrace that and respect what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I don't expect everyone to be on board. So it's all good. You're going to have your, your naysayers and your negativity and all that. It's just part of the, it's, it's, it's what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? How do you deal with the negativity? Like as far as people coming possibly, I don't, and I don't know always what your comments may look like on your page, you know, from when I see your posts, they seem mostly positive, but I'm quite yeah. sure you have people who might say some negative things on there as well, because it's social media. How do you feel that you deal with that? So honestly, I, I ignore it for the most part. I've, I've mm -hmm. learned not let that bother me like I, I remember um years ago seeing people complain about how celebrities could get a hundred a thousand positive comments and then they get that one negative comment and they want to respond to the one negative comment they ignored mm -hmm. the thousand positive and they focus on the negative and we have a tendency to do that where we give more more energy to the negativity than the positivity and so i i just make an effort to consciously remind myself listen why let that one negative comment or two negative comments make me forget about the thousand more showing me love saying thank you telling me how much this has helped them like that's where my focus should be so i'll typically just delete them you know what i'm saying because i've also learned that if you let it sit there it invites more to come so i just delete it and then there's some occasions like the other day Somebody came at me real nasty on Facebook. And before I deleted it, something told me to pray about it. So I prayed. I was like, God, you want me to respond to this? And I felt God say, respond. And all I said was, did God tell you to be that rude when you addressed me? Man, people came out the woodworks to defend me and fight. <laughs> she, she had to deal with a whole mob of people. You know what I'm saying? But she, she apologized. And that's what I learned. Like, don't stoop to the level of the negativity. A lot of times people are just reacting. They're in the moment. They're emotionally triggered. It's like they're, they're not even mad at you. They're mad yeah. at that person who hurt them. They're mad at the, the, the mm -hmm. bad day they're having. They're, they're just taking it out on you. So I think it's important to just not internalize it, not take it personally. It's just life. You know, people going through stuff. If anything, pray for them and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. 
a hundred percent. And I'm happy that you have that mindset. Cause I feel like a lot of what you're doing, having actually met you in person randomly. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was so random, but having actually met you in person, your energy was like very chill. It was, you know, uh, and I think it was cause we were in a nice setting anyway, everyone every, mad relaxed, you know, just a really good time. So I think that you come off to me at least as a very genuine person, you know, right. even when I was talking to you and I asked you random questions that night, you were super just like open and just going with the flow throughout the course of the night. So I can definitely agree with that. And I'm happy that you don't let those things rile you up. Now, something else that's been very popular, okay, is high value, mm. this idea of what a high value man or woman is, okay? Also, the idea of what does a, a woman or man bring to the table. It, yeah. it, it has taken over, okay, <laughs> right? Social media, right? It's not something that's new, but I've just seen so many more people talking about it on their platforms. So mm -hmm. a high value man or woman, right? From a woman, now I won't say even from a woman's perspective, from what I've seen a lot of women posting, not all, right? A lot of people talk about money first, that a high value man has money. That's the first thing people go for. Now I have my own thoughts, okay? But I wanna hear yours. What do you think a high value, and I'm using quotation marks, okay? <laughs> Because I feel like it's going to differ from person, person to person. But do you have thoughts on this idea of a high-value man or woman? Well, so, okay. My thoughts are we, we have to always keep things in proper context. Mm -hmm. There is, there is high, there is, we can discuss high-value as it has been presented um, and, and how it's been defined by the individual who made it popular at the time. Or we can talk about how we want to perceive what it should be. Because those are two different things for people, all right? And, and we have to understand that when he presented it, it was based off the premise of what type of men have the most access to highly desirable women. Now, again, high, and even highly desirable women, we have to understand, is not based on our perception of what it should be. It's based on what it is, the women who tend to get the most attention, which typically okay. is about how they look. Let's just mm -hmm. be real, okay? And so those type of men, yes, money plays a role. And, and the other factors that were named, you know, again, everyone has their definition. So I think that when we say, okay, well, what do you think a high-value man is? So this is the way that I like to separate it. Okay. There's, we can, we can, how it was, how it's been presented, let's call that the 1% man. All right. Okay. Because the 1% man is a dude that's going to have money. All right. Because the 1% man, you're what just making six figures in this, this work in this uh, society that we live in, puts you in the top like 10% of people. All right. Financially. And that's the mm -hmm. whole thing. The whole 1% high value, whatever it's to kind of identify that smaller segment of individuals who gain more access to the type of people that everyone's going after. That's really all it boils down to. But it doesn't speak to their actual quality of a person or a partner. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you can be a quote-unquote high-value man and still be a garbage partner. What you say? Huh? I said, what you say? I'm agreeing. Because if, if you listen to the definition, nothing in the definition is really about how they're treating their partner and how they pour into a woman or anything like that. It's simply about what things they have acquired and achieved that gets them, opens the door for them to, to have access to certain women. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Same way, a quote-unquote high-value woman based on that same premise can be a very highly desirable woman, but that doesn't make her an automatically great partner. So mm -hmm. we, there's just so much to it because it's the, the words that I think using the word value has thrown a lot of people off. And the minute they hear value, it, you know, well, some people say, well, the high value should be someone who loves God and, and high value should be someone who has a great character. Okay. That's everyone throwing in their own definition, but in defense and not to ramble on and be all over the place, but in defense of the original premise of high value, mm -hmm. Being good, having good character does not open the door 
to getting all kinds of women. That's just reality. That's true. Right? Plain and simple. Same way, being of good character for a woman don't necessarily open the door to getting all kinds of high desirable men. So it is, it is yes, what people should be striving for. It is what would define true value in the sense of a relationship. But in regards to what gains people access to highly desirable people of the opposite sex, we're talking about a whole different ballgame. Mm. That is true. That's absolutely true. So then when we get into the bringing to the table, right, which I've seen people at this point going on South Beach and, and with the microphones asking women, you know, because a lot of I, I've seen a lot of um, men in particular feeling, I'm not going to say every man, but a good amount feeling as if women have all of these quote unquote requirements. Right. And so they're saying, well, what do what do you bring to the table? Right. Now, this has been controversial. Right. Because some women feel I've seen some women say I am the table. Right. <laughs> I've seen that. Then I've heard some women, you know, when they answer the question. OK. They'll say that they also bring money, right? And they bring, you know, hard work and all of these different things to the table, all right? What is it? And I like, and, and um, I guess we can go back and forth a little bit, but you can tell me from your perspective because I'm trying to refrain from mine, right, at this moment in time. What is it when it comes to the bringing to the table conversation? One, why do you think these conversations are so popular, okay? And then two, how do you feel? about the what a woman should bring to the table conversation all right so one I, I i honestly feel and i could be wrong but this is my perspective i honestly feel that the what do you bring to the table conversation has become so popular because it's given people a way to devalue someone else and put themselves on a high all right and mm -hmm. so it's that way of to say yeah you you ain't good enough what, what you bring to the table let me invalidate you real quick so I can make myself the prize in the situation. That's why I feel like it stems from with a lot of individuals. Now, what my perception of the whole asking a woman what she brings to the table, what, what concerns me about it is that I don't feel, and, and speaking to the men, all right, the men who are asking these questions, one, if your table was properly set, that wouldn't be the question you'd be asking. What? You better tell me. All right. Because my thing is this. The man who has or is working on himself and is about something and building something, it's not that, don't get me wrong, it's not that we are not going to evaluate the value of the woman, but the whole, what do you bring to, I don't need to ask that because my focus is, how do I feel when I'm with you? Is that mm. there? Am I attracted to you? It's the intangible stuff. To me, when I hear a man ask, what do you bring to take? And I'm not saying this is all men, but many of them, and I don't want this to sound bad, but I want to be honest. I'm thinking you ain't got nothing yourself. And so you're asking, what, what resources do you bring to me that I can take advantage of? What, what can I use from you? But if you have your own resources, you're not looking for that from her. You're looking for the intangible stuff that brings the whole balance of man and woman together to have an amazing relationship. Again, I'm not saying women should not, you know, build themselves up in a certain way that they're able to bring resources. But to the man who has it, that isn't his focus. So I always say a man with money is not worried about a woman's money. All right. Plain and simple. And, and what I mean by that is a man who has enough money that he can handle the bills. So that's the key. Not that, because a lot of people say, I make money. Okay, yeah, but you can't take care of everything yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, and, I, and I'm not saying that to insult anybody. I'm just setting the stage of what I'm talking about mm -hmm. here. When you have money to where you could cover everything and it doesn't phase you at all, then you're not as concerned about her financially because what you learn in, in becoming more successful is that there's a certain level of finances where more finances doesn't really change a damn thing, all right? Where more finances may simply mean, okay, I can invest in more properties or I can do more, but that doesn't really change your day-to-day -day life. It doesn't really enhance you 
as you stand right now. So as a man who's achieved much, you're not looking for, well, how can I add more money? You're looking for, how can this woman add to my day-to-day? How can she pour more love, positivity? How can I get the attraction and, and the, the, the sexual fulfillment as well, um, you know, of course, in the right context, from this woman? Those are the things you're going to be more worried about. So I just feel that, yo, focus on your table. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like, just focus on your, forget, I think it's a silly question. Focus on your table and focus on do we have a connection? I don't give a damn what you, and, and the whole, even if she says, well, I bring this, I bring that. I don't care what you claim you bring to the table. If I'm mm. not feeling that vibe with you, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And I think mm. that a lot of men have chosen the wrong partner because Ooh. they're evaluating women the incorrect way. And they're setting themselves up for more failure. And that's why we're seeing a lot of unhealthy relationships. Or one of the reasons why. One of the reasons. I would agree with you. It's funny. This past summer, I went and I visited uh, my grandmother um, uh, up in Georgia. And she was like, you know, LaShondra, you know, I thought by now, and I'm 29. She's like, I thought by now that you would have been married. You would have kids and this and that. You know, it's grandma. So, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm expecting that to a certain degree. And I was just like, honestly, I'm so happy that I did not <laughs> marry anyone because throughout this process of these 29 years, especially in my 20s, I have learned so much more about myself. I've realized a lot in picking the partners I was picking that I was picking a lot of them from a place of trauma, right? And picking them from a place of, you know, um, trying to change someone, trying to fix someone, trying to focus my energy so much on some so on someone else rather than myself. And in this process of being single and, and in solitude for the last year, year and a half, I've been able to really learn more about me. I've been really invested into my therapy, really invested into all of these things on purpose, right? And what's going to, what I've noticed is I have some friends and I have some associates who, when I talk to them, right, about who are married, I see a lot of unhappy people, right? Mm. They got married, they spent money on the wedding. And I, I also know some couples who are actually very happy, but I, I see a good amount who are not happy. And a lot of times they, once they've grown, they realize that the partner they picked, right, is not, not necessarily a bad partner, but not a partner that is in line with where yeah. they're going now in their actual adult years, right? And sometimes if you don't know yourself, you can end up picking a partner based off of something that has nothing to do with who you who you actually are at the core of yourself, right? Absolutely. Um, so I'm so happy that you mentioned that. Now, we talked a little bit earlier and you mentioned um, about how, you know, when it comes to the fact that you're single, for those who missed it, Okay, right. <laughs> My dog's single. Okay, right. So the fact that you're single, and also just the simple fact that you know the lifestyle that you live in, the industry that you're in is different. How do you date, right? right. With every you travel, you do your speaking engagements, and all of these different things. How do you actually date? What do you, what, you shoot your shot in the DMs? <laughs> so, okay, first, let me say this. One more thing about the what you bring to the table question. Mm -hmm. and the how do you date question. When you ask that question, I feel like you're asking the person to prove to you why they are worth you trying to entertain. All right? Mm. And my mentality is I don't want you to prove a damn thing to me. I want you to be yourself. Be Absolutely. who you are and let's see if, we, if, if it's here or not. If the connection is there or not. I don't need you to prove nothing. Don't overdo nothing. Don't underdo nothing. Just mm -hmm. be yourself. I just want you to walk in your true light and let's see if we got it or we don't. That to me should be the focus. And I feel like if people focused on that, it would make things so much better and go so much smoother. Now, as far as uh, how I date... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this question. <laughs> but I'm <gonna> answer. <laughs> so it's it's real random. I ain't gonna lie. I you know, for the most part, I don't really be putting myself out there like that. It's it's extremely random. Um sometimes it just happens by again, just random occurrence. Uh 
but for me, I, I don't really have any intentional method. Um, you know, yeah, it's just it's just random as hell. It because it, it, it is hard. Like I can't go on no dating site. You know what I'm saying? That's, so that's not that's important, you know. Um, and of course there are people who are sometimes sliding the DMs and, and sit, opportunities present himself and sometimes I might entertain, sometimes not, depending on what happens. Sometimes I don't even see the DM. So some people might have slid in my DMs. I didn't I never even knew they did. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just it's a crapshoot. But you know, I just really just focus on I I know when, when, when it's time it'll fall into place the way it needs to, as long as I stay on the path I'm supposed to be on. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. And for those who I know who might have tuned in a little bit um, late, okay, um, this is Wrapping Mimosas with Stefan Speaks. Okay, so we are just chalking it up. We're wrapping right now as far as wrapping the conversation. And then later, you know, I'm going to spit some bars and Stefan going to be my hype man. There you go. All right. <laughs> and maybe, maybe if y'all comment enough, Stefan might <laughs> jump in, okay, with a couple of bars himself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to keep going. We're going to wrap it up in a little bit. All right. Um, what do you think is the biggest lesson you have learned from your own relationship experience? The... All right. So, you know, I always say what comes to me. So I don't know if this is truly the biggest lesson, but it's what's hitting me right now. And that is the, and I wish there was more men. So I saw this one guy, shout out to John something. I think the one guy that's on this live, I have to recognize you since you're out there. But one of the things as a man that I recognize is the need to master my masculine energy and learn how to love in the masculine. I think mm. a lot of men don't understand that concept we're never taught it. And mm -hmm. what happens to a lot of men when they fall for a woman is they unknowingly slide into their feminine. All right. Mm -hmm. And it can make them become unattractive to that woman in various ways. All right. And because society and, and even movies and things like that, they teach men to just love the woman and put on a pedestal and do this and do that. And it's like, okay, don't get me wrong. Treat her like a queen, but you got to maintain boundaries. You have to learn how to draw a line in the sand. You have to understand how to be composed in your love, not be this unstable emotional man because you don't know how to handle it. Because again, men already are not taught how to handle emotions in a general sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then even more so when it comes to falling for a woman. And so what happens to a lot of dudes that I don't think women understand and realize is that, like I always say, behind every player is a story of a man who got played. All right? Mm -hmm. So what women don't understand is that even the dude who grew up being uh, running these streets, at some point in his life, he meets a woman that he falls for deeply, that he pretty much says, yo, I will give up all the women for this woman right here, all right? But again, he's never learned how to love in his masculine. He may have been not healed from certain things, whatever's going on. So he does not know how to properly, emotionally, maturely handle this situation and handle her struggles because she may struggle with her own lack of healing she may struggle with her own uh underdevelopment emotionally all right and so he may react out of frustration to that he, he may do things that make the situation worse because he's not taught properly so now she ends up breaking his heart and mm -hmm. she ends up swearing off all women and he becomes an even worse player than he ever was before now he trusts no woman now it's like they're all trapped whatever whatever but it all stems from the fact that he was not or men in general were not taught how to love within our masculine and so to me i think that has been a huge eye opener for me and something that i definitely want to help more men understand and connect with you know how to still be that masculine presence but still love your woman deeply. You know what I'm saying? Still treat her like a queen, but still be respected in the way that you need to be respected for the proper balance of energy to remain in that relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, 
what's funny to me, you're talking about men being in their feminine. And I feel one thing I've noticed when I've talked a lot with people about, you know, masculine and feminine energy is that a lot of women now operate in their masculine, right? Yeah. Um, you know, where we're so used to providing for ourselves. We're so used to, so a lot of women are some, a lot of times single mothers or caretakers and caregivers. Sometimes, you know, and I can't speak for every woman out there. I can only speak from my truth. You know, I grew up with the absentee father. You know, a lot of times where my father should have stepped in, it was me stepping in, taking care of certain things. So, you know, a lot of, it's been a lot of um, healing that had to take place with me to get deeper and deeper back into my feminine, um, which is such a lovely space to be in. Like, I love it here. I, I, I love it here. <laughs> I wish I could have been here my whole life, right? And I think sometimes, you know, as people, we don't always see, you know, how we come off to others um, until like a little bit later, you start to pay attention to, to certain little things and you're just like, wait a minute, I, I, I might need to work on a few things. So I'm happy to hear you say that. Do you think that that's something that you've worked on or do you think that th that's something you still need to work on before your next relationship? No, it's not because it's, it's, it's more about being aware than about working on it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that I'm fully aware now. My eyes are wide open. And so I, I, don't, I don't have any concerns of me being able to handle it uh, going forward. Now, I, I did see one of the guys ask, how do you love in your masculine? I'm just going to give one example real quick, all right? At the, at the core of it is learning to love without being afraid to lose, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and look at it like this. A lot of times when the, when the man, and this can happen to a woman too, but we're speaking about men. When the mm -hmm. man is afraid to lose the woman, one, he starts to compromise who he truly is as a man, if he even knows himself yet, because he's trying so hard to accommodate this woman, not realizing that in allowing her to continuously cross lines, she should not be allowed to cross. And we're talking about keeping things in a respectful, healthy manner. So for example, if you allow her to talk to you all crazy, Mm -hmm. You may think that by doing this, you're trying to accommodate her and be patient and kind, but you're losing her respect because you're letting her treat you like a child. You're letting her talk down to you. She cannot respect the man who lets her run over him like that. So you've got to be able to draw the line. Like I was, you got, you got to check her. And I don't mean checking on a negative way, in a respectful, loving way that says, okay, this is not going to be tolerated. And understand that being able to draw that line and check her will actually, if she cares, if she actually genuinely likes you or cares about you, will only turn her on more. It will only draw her in more. But Absolutely. again, because men are not taught how to stay in the masculine and love, they let that line get pushed too far. And again, in, in the fear of losing her, it's almost like imagine the man going to his woman on his knees, baby, please don't leave me. I don't know what to do. I'm going to die without you. And you think this overexpression is making you look good. It don't make you look good. It makes you look weak. Being able to stand strong and say, listen, I love you. I don't want to lose you. But I'm not going to accept certain things in this relationship. So you see, you are wow. still expressing love. You are still letting her know, I want you, I care about you, I will do for you as you need me to do. But mm -hmm. you are still going to be held to a standard. And if you can't accept that, then we can't have this relationship. And I'm telling you, if she gives a damn about you, she will only respect you more. She will only love you more. And so that's, that's an example of how we have to learn how to love in the masculine and not allow this any woman to run on over us because we're afraid to lose her or afraid to lose her love. Cause you, you don't lose her love either way you look at it, if you do it like that. I completely agree. I know you can't necessarily speak from a woman's perspective, but the one thing I've learned, right. Um, one, my, my feminine, my femininity flourishes around true masculine energy because at one point I was dating men and I realized a lot of times I was so in my masculine because I was providing for myself and I was dating men who wanted to take from me but wasn't offering me anything, right? Um, they, I didn't feel, I didn't have emotional security with them. I didn't have physical or financial security with them. So I stayed in my masculine. That's one. Um, and I realized that 
I was in a relationship at one point where I felt like my femininity was flourishing, right? Um, he had his boundaries, right? And at the same time, he still loved on me. He would still tell me that he loved me. He still tell me he, he cared for me. He would still, you know, do certain things for me. And I realized that as a woman, I became like this healing or this healing space, right? So loving from my femininity, it was like, you could be rough with the rest of the world, but you can be soft with me, right? You can lay here with me. You can relax with me, you know? And I know that before it was like, I didn't, I didn't always feel like, if you talk about stereotypical things that have been associated with womanhood, right? It would be like cooking and all of these different things. But with the right man, baby, <laughs> I was more than in that kitchen, okay? What you, what you want, baby? What you need? You want me to twerk while I cook? I'll twerk while I cook, okay? <laughs> right? And those are just some of the things that I realized about being in my femininity and being with someone who was in their masculinity, right? It's such a natural yin and yang, it's such a natural give and take. It doesn't require a lot of effort. Like, I, like um, if I have to force myself to be feminine, quote unquote, with you, then not just, if it's not happened naturally, that means I may, there might be a lack of respect there for some type of reason, right? Just like you were saying, you a woman wants to respect her man a man wants to feel respected um but it has to be a balance and we have to balance each other which means that either we're just not equally yoked for each other in this fashion at this moment or you know not compatible so all of that i would agree i want to address i know i see a lot of comments coming up about reposting this live because this live is coming from rapping mimosas which is my uh page my podcast page i do the lives i do leave the live on my page for quite a bit and then also it's going to be on my youtube which is rapping mimosas as well as all streaming platforms spotify apple and so on and so forth on rap and mimosas that's just a heads up okay because i see a lot of people saying oh i want to hear this again all right it's going to be on the page for rapping mimosas please feel free to follow okay because i go live pretty much every week with different topics okay right now it's cuffing season so <laughs> it's all about love okay now we're about to get a little bit into the rap okay but before we do what is one piece of advice you have okay all right for cuffing season for cuffing season, yes. um, don't don't let a momentary season fool you into to getting caught up with some individual that's gonna last be a nightmare for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Woo! Don't don't let this cuffing season thing get to you like yo, it's 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 the winner. That's it. Forget and, and forget it's the winner. It's just another month of the damn year. How about that? Let's not even put any kind of labels or expectations. It is a chance for you to prepare for next year. It is an opportunity to get ready for the holidays and enjoy yourself. If you got family, friends, if you buy yourself, whatever, make the best of it as you are. Do not get caught up in the wrong situation. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. It's very much so not. Okay. All right, ladies. If he ain't going to have you twerking in the kitchen, cooking like Martha Stewart <laughs> with his masculine energy, he ain't worth it. Fellas, if you can't be your masculine self and set them boundaries, she ain't worth it. That's what I got from that. <laughs> now, Stefan, I want to play a little game with you. Can you play a game with me? Are you willing to play a game? It's a word association game. <laughs> Listen, just so you, I'm a very stubborn person at times, all right? I, oh, I don't budge. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so, just a word, a word association game. So I'm going to say a word. You're going to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. okay, and then you're just gonna make up using those words a quick little impromptu story using those words. That's it. Okay. 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 All right. So the words are gonna be very simple. A true story or a made-up story? It's whichever one you choose. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the first word is love. Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. Okay, so warrior is your first word. Um, the second word is kids. Family. Warrior, kids. The third word is sex. Orgasm. Okay, so we got <laughs> war. <laughs> we have orgasm and we have family. Fam uh -huh. Okay, so and. 15 to 30 seconds, just a quick story. It could be made up. And I got to use those words. Yes. 
So um, I, I plan on getting, I have three sisters and we're going to be getting sibling tattoos. One of them is my twin sister. And so on the tattoos, we're going to, uh, it's these arrows with words in them. And my words are going to be love warrior. All right. And so it's something that I'll be doing with my family, you know, but hopefully I, I you know, when I meet the woman for me, she'll enjoy it and it, it will increase the attraction that would allow me to, to be more in tune with her and please her sexually so that she can reach orgasm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Now, oh, we're coming to a close. Okay. But you know, it's rap and mimosas. Okay, you did great with that story. So I'm going to freestyle. Now, I'm not a rapper. I cannot tell y'all that this rap is going to be good. <laughs> the rap might be trash, but I'm gonna, we're going to have fun doing it together. Stefan, I just need you to be my little hype man, okay? All right. I, I don't even, what, what do I do as a hype man? I don't even know how that works. So you're just going to dance, and then, you know, uh, maybe if I say a word, you might repeat it. So if I'm like, love, right. you might say love. All right. Okay. All right. And we going real live. We talking about love. <laughs> Stephon stay fine. Uh, it's cuffing season. Take everything. Leaves a reason. Uh, it's <laughs> rap and mimosas. It's rap and mimosas. Mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> That's all I got. Listen, you're lucky you got that much out of me, all right? <laughs> live with me it was dope okay i love your insight keep doing what you're doing keep pushing through everything and um blessings to you during this cuffing season during however it is that you date okay your business and everything and so much more i just wish you the best thank you very much it was a pleasure and i hope you have a blessed evening all right Thank you. For those watching, you can follow Rap and Mimosas, okay, to see this uh, live, okay, as well as it will be up by the end of the week on all streaming platforms under Rap and Mimosas. Have a good night.